Welcome back to the Sharing Hope Podcast, where we feature practical insights and spiritual principles to help you experience an abundant life at home and at work. It's Daniel Rundleman's goal to share hope and inspire action as you listen. You can also discover more insights online at www.thehope.network. Here's Daniel with a few ideas that will surely encourage and educate. Hello, friends. You know, the year 2020 may be something that a lot of people just want to forget. We all have those times in our lives when things are just unpredictable, ups and downs. Uh, You know, kind of the theme of 2020 was what's next. I mean, pandemics and riots and sandstorms and killer hornets and elections and Tiger King on Netflix. I mean, it was a little crazy, but that's kind of like life. We never know what's going to be next, kind of like uh, a box of chocolates. What was it that uh, Forrest Gump said? Life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. There's an old saying that says, when life gives you lemons, well, you should just make lemonade. Comedian Ron White says, uh, well, when life gives you lemons, well, you know, grab that lemonade and find a friend who has vodka and throw a party. (laughs) Someone else said that when life gives you lemons, you should just squirt lemon juice right back. The essence of these sayings is take what you've received from life and do something with it. Maybe even turn that lemon juice into furniture polish. Find your silver lining to that horrible, horrible situation that's there. Maybe that's what you need to do. Uh, I've heard somebody say before to turn that frown upside down. Uh, I've heard people say that, uh, you know, uh, this too shall pass, or God works in mysterious ways. If you're going through hell, just keep going. I've heard someone say that uh, life either makes you bitter or better. Be patient, because God's not finished with me yet. You know, these statements could go on and on and on. Surely you've heard them before. I'm not sure they're all true, but one thing we do know is that problems and pain push us in life. Sometimes they push us towards the good, towards God. Sometimes they push us away from the good, away from God. Sometimes they just push us to get up in the day or to get in the bed because we've just had enough. You know, you've probably spoken some of these phrases to yourself or had them spoken to you. I remember one day, it was one of the darkest days of my entire life, when I received a phone call that my 21-year-old sister had been tragically killed in a car accident. My family was distraught and our entire community was shaken. It just wasn't right. It wasn't fair. My sister had recently gone through an amazing spiritual conversion. She was about to go into the mission field. We were best friends. We would spend time together uh, studying and praying and uh, eventually laughing and Man, we had just an amazing relationship. She was a joy to be around, and she touched the lives of everyone that came in contact with her. Well, on the day that we buried her body, a good Christian friend turned to me and said, Well, Daniel, I know you're sad, but don't question this. Don't put a question mark where God has put a period. Now, I couldn't believe what I had just heard. I had just lost my sister to a horrible accident, and now I was being scolded not to express myself or question what was going on. 
Well, my response to this well-meaning comment put my friend in her place. I looked at her and said, there is no period about her death. There might be a semicolon. Yes, my sister is dead. Semicolon. Yes, my sister lives. And it's perfectly okay for me to question what's happened here. I still remember the anger and the emotions I felt during those few minutes. Of course, I'm not alone. We've all been there, or maybe you were just there, or maybe you're there now facing pain and problems. Divorce kills a marriage. People get sick. The boss said he no longer needs you. That old church doesn't understand. The money runs out before the month does. Friends move away. Family persecutes or maybe belittles your faith. Kids rebel. Neighbors scoff. The tax man cometh trials and tests and bad times are everywhere. You cannot cut on the TV without hearing more bad news and conspiracy theories. Yet, often these things are just part of the human experience. Don't be fooled. Listen, friend, don't be fooled by the show that people put on in public and on social media. What you get on social media is the highlight reel of most people's lives. No one is void of issues. What we're going to learn in the next few minutes during this podcast is that fiery trials can draw us closer to the Lord, and problems and pain can push us in life. I remember the funny story of an old Jewish man who was dying. He had seen much suffering in his life, and Golda, his wife, was seating at the edge of the bed there, wiping his brow, and they had lived more than 70 years together. He leans over and says, tell me, Golda, do you remember that Horrible time in our village in 1905 when it was taken over. She says, of course I do. I was with you through all of that. Then he leans over and says, do you remember the Bolsheviks when they beat me up in 1918? Were you there? She says, of course I was with you, my love. Then he says, were you with me in the Lindbergh ghetto? Of course, my love, she says. I've been with you through all of that, always. The man leans over. He's silent for a moment. Then he looks at his loving wife and says, Golda. I think you were bad luck. <laughs> I know that's a little funny, but it you know, you've got to laugh at the situations at life sometimes. We have to accept that we are either going through something right now or maybe we just finished a trial. Ups and downs like a roller coaster. This is normal. A life of ups and downs might even be the way it's supposed to be. Now, this doesn't mean we should just accept a ride on the rocks, nor should we just memorize all those crazy cliches of encouragement. The scriptures give us some examples and teachings of how to handle suffering in our lives. And, you know, we, we, we think about the scriptures, we think about the Bible or holy writings, and we think they're separate from who we are today in this modern world. Or we think those people could never have gone through what we do or what we face right now. And we often don't turn to them. We often don't look to them. And yet I want you to just take just a moment and listen to some concepts given from a guy named Peter. And, and Peter tells us what to do when the rain clouds come. Now, when I mention the guy named Peter in his book, First Peter in the Bible, understand when he wrote these words, he was not... Uh, writing the Bible. The Bible didn't exist at the time. He was simply writing a letter and get that halo off the head of Peter. It's just not there. He doesn't deserve it. Peter was anything but perfect. He was originally just a normal fisherman, and, and he probably cussed like a sailor. Uh, he, he doubted when he first came in contact with Jesus, and he continued to doubt. His loud mouth constantly got him into trouble, and he messed up time and time again. Peter is just like me and you. 
Yeah, okay, the guy had faith to walk on water, but this miracle water walking quickly ended. And it was Peter who abandoned Jesus after the crucifixion. And when Jesus needed him the most, Peter was nowhere to be seen. He even eventually denied that he knew Jesus. Not once, not twice, but three times Peter pretended that he was not a disciple. This is the same Peter who wrote these words in a letter for us. Here's what he said. Do not think it strange concerning the fiery trials which are in your life, as though something strange is happening right now. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may be glad with exceeding joy. He wrote these words. He said, don't think it strange. Don't be confused. And a surprising confession says, problems and pain should not rock our boats. He tells us not to think of it odd. Out of all the statements in the Bible, this may be one of the hardest ones to grasp. Oftentimes, again, we look at the Bible as this holy book of of just cliches or ideas that may be just, just so spiritual that they have no earthly value. And yet, Peter says, don't think it's strange when you go through hard times, but rejoice that you get a chance to fellowship and understand in Christ's sufferings. We're going to talk about exactly what that means. How can problems not upset you? How can you say, well, this is welcome into my life? Well, I'm not sure you should just welcome things. There are some insights we can learn. Again, trials are just part of the human experience. And they may be one of the most important parts of our lives, as it's trying times that often lead us to God. 1 Peter, where these words are found, is is where the writer says, these fiery trials are there to test you. Now, a test is something that proves you. Think of it this way. My children love to swim. And as they were younger, we would often go to the local YMCA, and and they would have a huge Olympic-sized swimming pool. Now, for the kids to be able to go to the deep end of the pool, where it was 12 feet deep, they must first pass a swim test by swimming nonstop from one side of the pool to the other. This is not an easy feat. But I remember the day when my determined little girl, Rebecca, became the youngest person in our town to pass that test. Her perseverance and strength proved to the lifeguards that she deserved to go deeper. She might have been four years old, maybe three, and she was going to do it. She knew what she wanted, and she knew what she was doing in the pool. She was kind of like a a guppy, I guess. And the swim test is like the trials in our lives. What you face does the same. As you lap from one end of the pool to another, as tests determine if you can go deeper. Problems and pain push us in life. First Peter has the same idea here when he says, don't be surprised by fiery trials. Life is full of trials, but not just trials, fiery trials, he says here. Again, I'll read it. Don't be surprised at the fiery ordeals that have come to test you as though something strange were happening, but rejoice as you participate in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. 
Now, here in black and white, we learn not to think it's strange when bad things happen. Depression or oppression shouldn't overtake us if we keep in mind that problems and pain are all around. It just, it's the way of life sometimes. And the scriptures say that when the pain comes, we shouldn't get so upset. Instead, we ought to understand that suffering is part of the human experience. And there is a danger of forgetting our maker when everything is going great. But it's hard to, to ignore God when all hell is breaking loose. So the fiery trials that, that Peter's talking about here, uh, they have many implications. First of all, when these words were written, perhaps he was speaking of actual events. Now lean in and listen to this. The evil Roman emperor Nero was known for impaling Christians and setting them aflame at night to light his gardens. Fiery trials were quite literal during biblical times. Now, no matter how bad things get, I doubt we'll be in danger of being impaled and set aflame. Fiery trials are also symbolic for us as a type of code word about how, as believers and followers of Jesus, that we can be molded into the image of God. The prophet Isaiah said, O oh God, you are our father. We are the clay. You are the potter. All of us are the work in your hands. Do not be angry beyond measure, nor remember our sins forever. You know, a clay pot sitting in the sun will always be a clay pot. It has to go through the white heat of the furnace to become porcelain. And it's this type of furnace that either makes us or breaks us. You are that piece of pottery in an earthen vessel. And like that clay pot, you can't be of much use until you go through some flames. Fiery trials. Fire is also uh, used to draw out the impurities of, of fine metals. Problems and pain push us to be pure. When gold or silver is heated, the dross or junk rises to the top and skimmed off. Fiery trials bring the stuff in our life to the top or to a head so that we can deal with it and deal with those impurities. Now, gold is measured by the amount of junk in the alloy. For example, 24 karat gold is pure, but 10 karat gold contains only 41% gold. 58% of it's uh, like copper and silver and zinc. So when you spend your hard-earned money on gold, do you want to buy the junk or the pure stuff? Do you want a faith that is 100% pure or only 41% real? It takes the fire, the fires in our lives, the trials and the tests to push us towards God. So the next time you face something, when you're stressed, when you're depressed, when you're going through a situation, think about that and maybe ask yourself, how is the Lord going to use this, what I'm facing today, to bring about his glory? Let me share with you a story about a gentleman named Stephen. He was a follower of Jesus during the early days of the faith, and because of his witness, the religious community, they were jealous of Stephen. They arrested him, they beat him, and they gathered some rocks to stone him. Now just picture this scene. It's, it's actually described in Acts chapter 7. Stephen was bravely testifying of, of Jesus as the Messiah, and he was beaten to death. Now, all of a sudden, as, as his life is about to leave his body, he looks up to heaven and he sees the glory of the Lord. And Jesus is standing at the right hand of God. And he said out loud, look, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. It was Stephen's horrible situation that led him to see the Lord Jesus. The heavens split open for a man who counted his suffering pure joy as fiery trials drew him closer to the Lord. 
And like Stephen, we must look to the author and finisher of our faith. In context of this idea, we, we can look to Jesus to say that you know, he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. Jesus went through horrible pain. He was beaten by a whip that had nails and glass sewn into the end. That whip ripped into his back and ripped out blood. Then they took Jesus and made him carry a wooden beam. And they placed him on that wooden beam. And nails were taken, punctured into his skin. A long, thorny crown was placed on his head. Wow. Yet Jesus endured all of this for the joy that was set before him. He knew that there would be joy in the end, that his suffering would be worth it, that problems and pain would push him to save me and to save you. So let me ask you, what's your goal in life? Is it just to glide through without any issues? Or do we understand that when we go through things, they can push us towards God? Is your passion to be spiritually fulfilled? Well, if you really want to know the Lord, then you will see that the wilderness journey is simply part of the learning to follow the Savior. It's part of our path that the God life could manifest in us. When we go through things, we could remember and not be surprised by those fiery trials. Again, the words, don't think it odd when life falls apart, when fiery trials happen, the pain that we face brings about the image of the Lord inside of us that the fiery trials can draw us closer to the Lord. It doesn't mean that God calls them. It doesn't mean that he wanted these troubles to happen. It means that trials can be times of learning and growth. Think back to the best times and the worst times in your life. When have you felt the presence of the Lord the most? Do you sense him more when you were celebrating or when you were mourning? Trials bring us close to God when we choose to think about them properly. Rain falls on the just and the unjust. No one is without issues. Again, don't look at social media and think it's real. It's fake book that's out there. We only see the highlight reels. There is pain in all of our lives. And yet the brother of Jesus said to consider it pure joy whenever we face trials because we know that the testing of our faith produces perseverance. Now this idea of considering sexual assaults or divorce as a joy might seem totally impossible, even sadistic. How can you find joy in your parents passing or what's good about your home you know, being taken from you? Well, the trials are pure joy when the Lord is your goal in life. Let me say that again. Trials and tests or pain and problems or issues or whatever it is are pure joy when the presence of God is your joy in life. When you seek a deeper knowledge of him, then you will come to a place that you accept the circumstances of life as good or bad as opportunities to seek the Lord. Seeking the Lord is so key as we go through these issues and days. As we go through 2021, 2022, 2023, we don't know what the future is going to hold for us, but we know who holds the future. Seeking the Lord while we're going through something is more important than that something just disappearing. Don't make getting rid of your problem your primary goal. Know that trials are going to happen, and they can be pure joy when knowing the Lord and allowing His presence to manifest in your life 
is your goal. Because God gives beauty for ashes, strength for fear, gladness for mourning, peace for despair. He gives us a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And he can deliver you out of the muck and mire so that you can be kindled by his heat. The Old Older Testament tells a story of three Hebrew boys who refused to bow down in idolatry. They were tied up and thrown into a fiery furnace. The king who ordered such punishment was alarmed, though, as he looked into the furnace and he saw not three images or three people, but four walking all around and not being burnt up. The fourth man in the fire was the very presence of the Lord, and he is with you today. Now, I hope that some clarity has been given to this tough subject. We all go through things and face things. And I'll tell you this, I've heard so many sermons, and read so many articles, podcasts I've listened to just like this, and yet I can only remember a few that changed my life. How many sermon points can you remember from a week ago or a couple of months ago? I hope that you remember that problems and pain can push you towards God, or they can push you away from Him. So as you're going through something, just pause for just a moment. Remember the words from Peter. Do not count it odd when these things occur. These fiery trials can draw us closer to the Lord so that Jesus can be revealed in our pain and in our problems just as the presence of God was revealed there in the fiery furnace with those three Hebrew boys. A fourth man was seen walking all around. That same presence can be seen in you and with you. Suffering is part of humanity, and the Lord uses those trials to bring us closer to Him. What we face purifies us so that we can see the Lord more clearly. And when knowing God is our goal, even suffering and pain can be experienced as pure joy. Problems and pain push us in life. It can draw us closer to God and to manifest His presence throughout our days. Thanks for listening to the Sharing Hope podcast with Daniel Rendleman. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram and at our website at thehope.network. On that site, you'll find articles and inspiration to help you lead a meaningful lifestyle at home or at work. That's www.thehope.network.